Hey there. This podcast is brought to you from aboutmeditation.com. Check out our free How to Meditate mini course. Five easy lessons that teach you how to meditate in minutes. www.aboutmeditation.com Welcome to the One Mind Podcast from aboutmeditation.com. My name's Morgan Dix and I'm your host. On One Mind, we explore different angles on meditation, mindfulness, and health. We interview experts and everyday practitioners to bring you the stories, the science, and the exploration that will help you understand why this ancient practice is more relevant and important today than ever before. Hey there, and welcome to episode six of the One Mind podcast and part two of my interview with author Barry Davenport. Before we jump in, if you enjoy this podcast, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review so more people can learn about this show. If you haven't listened to part one of this interview with Barry Davenport, I encourage you to check out episode five, which is the first part of this two-part interview. So I love this part of the interview with Barry because we speak in depth about the science of how to create healthy habits. I think you're going to find this super interesting. And my goal is for you to walk away from this show with some concrete tools, tips, and information that you can apply to help you build your own meditation habit. If you want to go deeper into habits and how to create them, I've included some links to some more articles and resources on habits in the write-up for this episode and also in the show notes. So you can check those out. The show notes are over at aboutmeditation.com slash podcast. So without further ado, let's get into part two of my interview with author and personal coach, Barry Davenport. So I have a follow-up question about habits. One of the questions that we get from our audience at About Meditation more than anything is, I've started meditation probably like 10 times, but I can't make it a habit. I really struggle with just being consistent. And I saw you have a course on creating healthy habits. You've mentioned it already a few times. It's obviously a big part of your work. Can you speak to us about how you work with helping people create healthy habits and if and to what extent you help them build meditation into a habit? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, meditation is one of the the main habits my students choose when they're working through this course. It's uh, it's called Sticky Habits. Mm -hmm. And there is a really specific uh, set of skills. They're not hard, but it's specific that supports you through creating new habits. And creating new habits and breaking bad habits are a little bit different, but let's talk about creating new habits. So what you really want to do is first you want to spend some time planning and preparing for your habit of meditation or whatever habit it happens to be. So a lot of people make the mistake like They make their New Year's resolution on January 1st and then January 2nd, they put on their running shoes and they say, okay, I'm off and I'm going to run for 30 minutes and I'm going to do it seven days a week. And they just, they start really big and they don't have any plans laid out. So you, you give yourself a few days to plan first, because I'm going to tell you what needs to be done during this planning phase. Yeah. 
the first thing you need to do is establish a habit that you can start with only five minutes a day. You want to start really small because the, the main goal in the beginning is just establishing the time and the regularity of the habit and making it so easy and simple that it's hard not to do. So anybody can do five minutes of something. In fact, mm-hmm. for some people, it seems ridiculously easy, right? Like, you know, yeah. uh, we've had people do journal writing and five minutes just seems like, well, they hardly got the first sentence written and they had to stop. Right, right. But it's really imperative that you stick to the five minutes because you want you don't want anything to get in your way of being able to do that. And you don't want it to feel cumbersome or difficult. Yes. So for one week, you only do it for five minutes. Then you want to pick a trigger that reminds you to do your habit and you attach it to the habit. So a trigger is a previously established habit that you've already been doing for years and years, like brushing your teeth or making your coffee in the morning or you know, taking your shower or whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. And you want to do your habit immediately after that trigger. So it's, it's your reminder, your cue that, oh, I just brushed my teeth and now I'm going to go sit and meditate for five minutes. And then immediately after you perform the trigger and then the habit, you want to give yourself a reward of some kind. So the reward could be anything from, you know, okay, I finished meditating, so now I'm going to go have my cup of tea or a piece of dark chocolate. One thing that my students do that they absolutely love and it seems so juvenile, but it, <laughs> they love it is putting a gold star on your calendar. Nice. Yeah. So it feels like, you know, the way you felt when you were a kid and you got a little gold star on your paper. Yeah, yeah. It's very satisfying. So all of that you need to plan for in that time before you actually begin your habit work. You need to figure out what your trigger is going to be, what your reward will be. You want to figure out where you'll do this habit, any tools or anything you might need. If you're going to run, you need to have your shoes and your running clothes and your meditation pad, if that's it, whatever it is you need. So you need all that together before you start. And then you need an accountability system. And you want to have some way of reporting your behavior, whether you finished your habit or you didn't, reporting back to someone. You want someone who's paying attention to what you're doing. So that could be a forum or a Facebook group or your spouse, um, but somebody that you can go to and say, I did it or I didn't do it. And accountability plays a huge role in encouraging you to succeed. You think about having a personal trainer who's watching you lift weights. You're going to do a few more sets if somebody's watching or paying attention than if you're by yourself. So that's the other thing that you need to set up in advance. Is, Got it. Is, a- accountability partner or someone who's going to hold you accountable. Correct. Then you build up slowly. So the first week, five minutes. The next week, you might go up to seven or eight or nine minutes. You keep building up slowly over, you know, generally depending on the size of your habit, you know, how complicated it is. It'll take four to six weeks before it's really fully automatic. And if you have setbacks, then you go back to the last time frame. Like if you started with five and then you moved to seven and then you had a setback, you might want to go to five minutes again. So you don't let the setbacks prevent you from continuing on. A lot of people will just give up and say, oh, well, I screwed up today, so I might as well give up. No, you you just go back, start with a smaller amount of time and start over again. And as you're doing this, you're basically retraining the neural pathways in your brain uh, to, to create a new neural pathway. You'll never it's hard to break old habits, but you can replace them with new neural pathways right. that that sort of train your brain to do this new behavior over and over and over until it's automatic. So that's the ABCs of it. That's that's, aw- that's awesome. All right. Yeah. So let me just quickly recap for the audience here. So we start with a commitment 
five minutes a day. So I'm meditating for five minutes a day, and then I want to establish step number two. This is all the, this is the plan that we put into place, and then we execute. So we start with the five minutes, then establish a trigger or a cue,、mm-hmm. then determine what the reward is going to be. The thing I do, like the gold star,、right. af- afterwards. Then I need an accountability. Factor that could be a person that I report to, but you need to be accountable to someone or something. Maybe you can set a consequence or something. Right. It can be a negative accountability, but、um, better to have positive, probably. Well, sometimes negative works. Like、uh, I, I know another coach friend of mine who wanted to lose weight, and he told his entire staff of ten people that he'd give them a thousand dollars each if he didn't lose the weight by X date. Oh, yeah, so, that, that's know, he, awesome. He meant ten thousand dollars on the line. That's a pretty that's negative accountability, but it he sure lost that weight. Totally. All right, <laughs> that's awesome. All right,、yeah. so accountability, positive or negative, whatever works for you. Right. And then increase your time as you start to gain some momentum, as you start to get to the four to six week period when it starts to really become a habit and towards becoming automatic. Right. And then. If you experience setbacks, reset at five minutes. Don't give up, but just go back to basics. Is that right? That is correct. And the other thing I, I should mention too is don't try if you're if you're new at building habits. If you haven't been successful at it in the past, don't take on more than one habit at a time because you just can't. Your brain is working too hard. You need to start with one, build up, go to the next one, build up.、Um, You know, we think we can tackle all of these things, and it's harder than you think. You know,、oh, yeah, we, yeah, and we assume it's our willpower or lack of discipline.、It、has nothing to do with that. Everybody has difficulties because you know you're working hard to train your brain to do something different. Yeah, I'm sure on the battlefield of our lives, there's a lot of attempted habit corpses behind us. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, tons. I mean, it, it, there's some statistics out there that people have. Worked on the same habit and failed like ten times, you know, ten、oh. years, just because they can never get past that first week or few days or whatever before yeah. waking up. That is a hundred percent my experience. I have a couple examples. Like one is playing guitar, and I've been playing guitar since I was a sophomore in high school. I always wanted to really give myself over to this, and I would say so. That was twenty-five years ago. And over the past twenty-five years, you just the graph is just like wild and very short, punctuated peaks, and then profound drop-offs. Right, then just nothing, yeah. Yeah. and that's the pattern for twenty-five years. The longest one going for maybe a month. And then I found a book recently called "My Miracle Morning" by Hal Elrod. I haven't heard of that. It's a great book. His whole thing is he just puts together this very simple protocol for getting up early. And he helps you stack this very simple set of habits in the mornings, which are some variation of silence or meditation, reading your goals for the day and the year, reading some affirmations, then doing some reading, some self development reading, and then exercise and journaling. You know, he'll say give a minute to each. You know, when you're starting. So really, that's only like six minutes. But the most interesting thing. Happened for me is like I I said all right meditation is not a problem because I, I do that every day anyways, but what if I take his structure and work meditation into it? I found that well one it really worked for me 
And I was able to kind of stack these habits into like a, I guess, 30 to 45 minute morning routine. But then, you know, this idea of a keystone habit? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, somehow for me, this became a keystone habit. So what I added to it was like, when I get back from the gym, I sit down with my guitar so that that morning miracle became my trigger or cue for the habit I've struggled with the most, which is practicing my guitar. And now I am three and a half months in pretty much every day, half an hour on the guitar. And I realized the power of a keystone habit is very profound because it exactly like you said, if you can stack habits on top of each other, you're much more likely to be successful. Yeah, totally. And for those of your listeners who don't know what a keystone habit is, it's a habit that has the ability to inspire you or motivate you to do other good habits. Like if you are a runner, you don't, you may not want to come back and eat a hamburger. You might be inspired to like start eating healthy. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's a, it's a really profound habit that motivates you towards other great habits. So obviously this habit stacking routine had a great impact on your guitar playing. Totally. And thank you for defining that for everyone. That's you described it perfectly. Yeah, and habit stacking is really an interesting concept because, you know, as you establish one habit, you can use it as the trigger for another habit. Yes. And another related habit, too, which kind of makes sense to to have your morning filled with such positive things that are both healthy mentally and physically. It changed my life. I can't I can't say enough about how profoundly it shapes the rest of my day, the level of focus. It's like the whole Michael Phelps phenomenon. I've already set my main goals for the day. I know the one or two things I need to do today. They're going to really make me feel like everything else is gravy. You want to know a really crazy keystone habit? Yeah. Making your bed. Someone told me that. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. Making your bed because you, and do it immediately after you get out of it. It sort of sets you off on a productive course on your day from Mm. the get-go because You've accomplished this one task where you've created this neat space. You've put closure on your sleep time. Yeah. You've, I don't know, made your room look tidy and presentable. And it inspires you to be more productive and goal-oriented during your day. Yeah. So that was one of the, I think Charles Duhigg wrote about that in his book, The Power of Habit. Maybe that's where I heard it. Yeah. It makes sense when you break it down like you just did. Yeah. It totally makes sense. Yeah, it does. And, you know, as kids, our mothers always said, make your bed. Oh, yeah. You oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. It started, I think I started like, it was one of the non-negotiables at like six onwards. Right. That's right. My uh, kids seem to lose that gene at teenagehood. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I went to board, I was sent away to boarding school. So she, oh. didn't, she didn't have to deal with the fight. She had to deal with the fight before I went to boarding school, though. Got it. Got but it. yeah, I think we lose a lot in adolescence, like brain capacity of adolescence <laughs> just plummets, right? <laughs> I, I shouldn't comment, I'm afraid yeah. my children will be listening. Right, and probably, right, yes. <laughs> Fantastic, Barry, we're, we're getting towards the end. I just want to ask you maybe a few quick questions here. Who are some of your personal heroes and why? Gosh, that's a great question. There is a literary character that's one of my personal heroes, and that's mm. Atticus Finch from the book To Kill a Mockingbird. Nice. I just find his combination of moral integrity and kindness and 
intelligence and parenting skills, all of that. I just always found him to be sort of an ideal human, <laughs> mm. though not real, but he is an ideal. Mm. Another one is Abraham Lincoln, maybe sort of a similar character to Atticus Finch in a way, but yeah. again, somebody who who was the perfect man for the times and so much character and humor in spite of him dealing with terrible things, including depression and a war and a bad marriage and the loss of his children. I, I just find him a, a really fascinating and inspiring person. Yeah. He, uh, he, I'm sorry. That's thank you. That's, that's a, that's a great one. Yeah. Uh, and then I've had some people in my personal life, you know, my mom and other friends and people who have inspired me in various and sundry ways to, to be a better person who have been heroes in different aspects and times of my own life when I've needed someone to look up to or to inspire me. Hmm. You know, I've had a lot of heroes in my life. I'm blessed that way. What movies or books have inspired you lately? Hmm. Recently, I've been reading a lot more fiction than nonfiction. Mm -hmm. But I, I will definitely say, you know, what jumps to my mind in terms of nonfiction that has inspired me was Eckhart Tolle's work. I also like anything that Thich Nhat Hanh has written. Mm -hmm. And movies, you know, I was really inspired, and I know this is probably not the right movie to mention in a radio program about mindfulness and meditation, but I was really moved and inspired by American Sniper. You know, it's a movie about war and killing. Yeah. And yet, power of the internal conflict and the, this man, choices he had to make mm -hmm. and how he dealt with a really horrible situation. I just found it very, very moving and educational to me. Sometimes we have preconceived notions about certain types of people and uh, we put them in little boxes and say, you know, anybody who does this is this type of person. And, you know, you could see this really macho kind of man who was really dealing with a lot of emotional conflict and turmoil and came through it. Yeah. And then tragically lost his life. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's any dissonance mentioning that on a program like this. I haven't seen the movie, but I'm glad you mentioned it. I One of my favorite podcasts is all about World War One and the sort of inconceivable experience of men on a daily, if not minute by minute basis, confronting their mortality in the most extraordinary circumstances that are pretty much unthinkable for us at this time. In, yeah, it's interesting yeah. that you hear a lot of people who are involved in situations that bring them close to death every day, and they say how alive they feel. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if anything is going to pull you into the present moment, it's the awareness of your own mortality. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So... I want to ask one last question, and then I would like you to tell everyone about what you're up to now and how they can learn more about what you're doing, any opportunities coming up. But before we go into that, what advice would you like to give someone who's just starting a meditation practice? To keep going. <laughs> keep going. It will be frustrating at first, and you will wonder if you're doing something wrong or if you're missing something or if you even see a purpose in it. 
keep going because you will at some point break through that barrier that I mentioned. You will be able to get past the fight and the struggle that you have with your monkey mind and reach that beautiful point of peaceful equanimity that I've mentioned and that you've mentioned so beautifully. Don't give up on it. Keep doing it. The practice too is very, very rewarding. The practice of trying to become just your basic meditator is it's a beautiful practice. That's great. Thank you. So how can people learn about what you're doing? And if you could tell everyone what's new for you right now, what, what you've got going on in terms of your website and your work, new oh. books, new courses. Absolutely. Uh, you can find me at liveboldandbloom.com. That's my main blog. And I am in the midst of getting ready to offer a course called Simple Self-Confidence teaching people proven and scientific skills related to boosting your confidence and feeling better about yourself, feeling more capable and liking yourself better. Really specific techniques along with the guest experts who will be part of the course. Right now, if you go to simpleselfconfidence.com, you can take a free confidence test. And once you take that test, you'll be sent some free videos in a few weeks sort of give you some of the basics of building your confidence. And then the course itself will be available on April the 28th. So not too far, a few more weeks, and that'll be available. And then in addition to that, I'm coming out with a book on decluttering and simplifying your your home life uh, with another author named Steve Scott, and that will be coming out in May. And I'm working on the book I mentioned earlier on on being a highly sensitive person. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's called Finely Tuned. Then I'm de- with my business partner, I'm developing another site called Work From Home. And nice. It, it will be all about uh, teaching people the skills of building an online business, doing work that they feel passionate about. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And everyone, I am going to include links to everything Barry just mentioned in our show notes. I'll also include links to all the books that we talked about through the whole show that actually a pretty good list we generated. Yeah. And, and yeah, I encourage everyone to go check out your work. Barry, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. It really has. I really enjoyed it. And um, I'm delighted to get to, to know your wonderful listeners through this program. So I hope you enjoyed part two of this two-part interview with Barry Davenport. I encourage you to check out Barry's resources and learn more about her work. Also, if you enjoyed the show, please do leave us a rating and a review over in iTunes. That's a huge help, and it gets us exposed to a lot more people. Also, I've included links to all of Barry's resources, including all of the books we mentioned and additional resources related to habits, in the show notes. So you can check that out over aboutmeditation.com podcast. That's about meditation.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. This show is sponsored by About Meditation's free How to Meditate mini course. Learn meditation in five easy lessons. Just head on over to aboutmeditation.com and you can sign up there. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know I like to end each episode with a quote. And today's quote comes from Aristotle, who says, We are what we repeatedly do.
excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit.